0: Will you pray with me? May the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be acceptable and pleasing in your sight. O God, our strength and our redeemer. Amen. In today's text, we encounter Jesus making some of his last farewells. Including some of his last words of wisdom He commands the disciples to love each other the way that God has loved him and By doing this the joy that is in him will be in them He then also calls the disciples his friends Something he hasn't really done before But He puts a condition to the friendship. He says, you are my friends if you do what I command. I'm someone who tends to cringe from words like command, but it would seem that this command is one that is set in our favor, a command to do something that brings joy to us. And the command is to love but not simply to love, but to love in the way that Jesus says. Jesus says, as God has loved me, so I love you. Love one another as I have loved you. So we are to love as we have been loved. That's the condition, to love as we have been loved. So one way to think about this commandment is that it is perhaps less about loving per se and more about knowing that we are loved. And in knowing that we are loved, we are enabled to love. So our loving almost becomes an outflow, an outcome of knowing we are loved. Jesus also says he calls us our friends because he has made everything that he has heard from God known to us. So Jesus says he is our friend because he has shared himself with us. So I think we could reframe today's text to say, Jesus says to us and the disciples, You are my friend if you know you are loved and practice loving from a place of knowing you are loved. And I call you my friends because I have shared myself with you. I have told you what's going on in my life. I have chosen you to tell this to And in my sharing my life with you, my secrets and truths, a joy from this intimate connection will remain in you, and this joy will be fulfilling to you. So perhaps the true hard work with loving one another is about knowing that we are loved. And in knowing that we are loved, like Jesus sharing in with us, we can enter into a practice of love, of sharing ourselves and lives with others, of listening to the sharing and stories of others, of fostering connection. So do we know that we are loved? Can we comprehend and accept that we are loved? Paul says that in fact, there is nothing we can do that can separate us from the love of God. There is nothing we can do that can make us more or less lovable. We are enough and loved just as we are. And yet we all have experiences that make us believe otherwise, that make us doubt our lovability. It could be things our family and friends have said to us, It could be societal constructs that define who is lovable or not based on race or nationality, income level, who they love. It could be our own insecurities that make us feel we can't be insecure and loved at the same time. In Jesus being our friend, all of who we are is welcome all the parts of ourselves that we love, all the parts of ourselves that we think are weird and awkward, all the parts of ourselves that might feel too much, too emotional, too thoughtful, all the parts of ourselves that we feel shame, guilt, embarrassment about. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. Jesus is the one who invites us into this relationship, into this space of belonging, into this place of consistency and connectedness, where we are loved just as we are. Knowing we are friends with Jesus is knowing we are loved. I know the past 20 months have been very hard. And some people have experienced closeness in relationships and friendships. But we know too, and have been made and, and there have been many articles written and stories shared that friendships and relationships have been strained more than ever, and even more for children. And I too can attest to this. And it, and it is even hard to talk about some of the relational strains that we've experienced. Herbert Anderson and Kenneth Mitchell have written a lot about loss. And they lift up losses that we experience that other people might not even know about. And these losses are hard to find words for. Some of these may include losing an emotionally important image of ourself, or losing the possibilities of what could have been, or experiencing the abandonment of future plans and even the dying of a dream. They stress that these are significant losses, and yet losses that are seldom shared with others as they seem insignificant or inconsequential. And I imagine some of our relational losses, our ways of being and relating with others can feel something like this kind of loss, a loss that is hard to name and articulate. And these relational strains are across the entire spectrum of relating with people. So from our casual connections with the person whose name we might not know, but always walk past and smile or wave to some of our closest relationships. C.S. Lewis says, in each of my friends, there is something that only some other friend can bring out. And there's an African proverb that says, which means a person is a person because of other people. People are a big part of how we know, understand, and experience ourselves. Each person we connect and engage with enlivens something in us. And so some of these relational strains we have can come from things like not being able to return calls or emails, not being able to check in with someone, not knowing how to connect meaningfully in this virtual space and then not being able to communicate or express what's going on, for example, that you're overwhelmed. And then time lapses and things can feel awkward and uncomfortable. And then we can start to feel guilt and feel like we're not good enough friends or partners or parents or people. and. We can do multiple things from feeling this way, whether it's withdrawing or isolating, self-sabotaging, whatever it is we do when we don't feel good about ourselves. And the thing with this is that it actually ends up increasing our anxiety. And on top of it, sometimes how we're engaging or how we're being engaged with might not at all reflect how we feel about the person or situation and our desire for connection. And because we don't get regular feedback, so much is lost in translation. And yet, we are in need of others if we are to feel okay. We need to bear witness to each other's lives. Knowing we are loved and loving is a lifelong practice. It is not a static knowing. James Baldwin says that love takes off the masks that we fear we cannot live without and know we cannot live within. And he goes on to say that love is a state of grace the tough and universal sense of quest and daring and growth. Practicing love asks of us to be vulnerable, to have agency in our lives, because loving can be very messy. One article said that we need to be open to relearning our friendships and relationships and be patient with ourselves and with others. And there's a psychological term coined by someone called Donald Winnicott, and he introduced this concept of being a good enough mother or parent or caretaker. And I really like this notion of being good enough. It helps us to be more present especially because we live in a performative, perfection and production-driven culture that puts so much pressure on what relating can and should look like. And this notion of good enough allows us to be open to move from a place of compassion towards ourselves and others, and trust that whatever we are able to offer in a moment is for the most part good enough. So, I don't have the manual or answers to friendship and relationships, but what I do know is that knowing we are loved and knowing that we are enough and that we are good enough friends and partners and aunts and grandparents and colleagues and allies helps to give us the courage to navigate our friendships and relationships and what can feel like the messiness of relating. It helps us to reach out and initiate, to send an emoji if that's all we're able to offer in a moment, to express our feelings, to set boundaries, to apologize and try again, to take relational risks, to not take things too personally, to be forgiving towards ourselves and others, to acknowledge our own hardships and our efforts, to let go and live in the ebbs and flows of life with compassion towards ourselves and others. Jesus says, I have called you friends. May our knowing of the unconditional love and friendship of God bring us comfort and enliven our hearts with joy. Amen.